What's up, youth? It's Pastor Aaron. Stoked for you guys to listen to this message. Check it out. I'm Sandra, and I'm a youth leader here. I usually volunteer at the 9 a.m. service on Sunday and Thursday nights with high school. Um, And today I'm going to be speaking on reach, living my life, my faith in the world. Um, And I actually have a lot I could share with this. So um, I'm going to start with prayer and then we'll get into this. Um, Father God, thank you so much for this morning. And let them hear your heart about reaching in this world. And I just ask that you just speak through them. And I thank you that I had this opportunity to share the things that you've done in my life and my walk with you. And I hope that they hear you, Father God. And I thank you for everyone that is here today. Amen. So I had two things that came to mind when I was asked to speak on this, but I have three points today. My first point is sharing the gospel is our role right now. And if you come here on a regular basis or you go to any church on a regular basis, I am telling you right now, there are people in your life that want Jesus. They may not know that it's Jesus that they want. They want something solid and something real, but we all know it's Jesus that they need. And there is somebody in your life, if not one, there's more people in your life that want to come to know Jesus. You can bring them here on a Thursday night or a Sunday morning. And this is how I know this for a fact. I'm going to tell you my story. I, came, I grew up Catholic, and I came to this church when I was 21 years old, and I met Jesus, like really received him as my Lord and Savior. A few years later, I went to a women's retreat through this church, and I saw somebody I went to high school with, and I thought, oh my gosh, I wonder how long she's been going to the church for. Well, it turns out while I was talking to her, she had gone to this church throughout high school, and not once has she ever shared that with me, invited me, or anything, and trust me, I was searching for something. I didn't know it was Jesus, but I was searching for something, and this person was in, if not one, there were more classes she was in, all four years of high school. And I thought, oh my gosh, what if I had known Jesus in high school? What different choices what I've made? What if I knew how much I was loved? What happens if I knew my value? What happens if I knew my identity that I have in Christ? What different choices would I have made? And I sat with a pastor friend of mine recently, and I was talking to them about this. And they said, what would your walk be the same? Would you do this? And I don't sit there for very long. It was just a thought that came to my mind. And I wouldn't change my walk with Jesus for anything in the world. But I do have to say, it doesn't make me shy about sharing my faith with others because I know people need Jesus. Even if I'm wrong and they don't want to hear from me, which has happened, but for the most part, people want to know. And that brings me to my second point, which is sharing the gospel, oh no, is 
God created you and don't be something you're not. This is the first story that came to my mind when I was asked to speak on this. And it's David and Goliath. And David was, he was spent his time with the sheep and God. And when he was out there, there was a lion that came along and a bear that came along. But because he knew God, he was able to battle a lion and a bear, and he won. They were killed. And, um, and so there was a war going on, and David shows up to the battlefield, and he's like, he's, and it's funny because um, I was talking to my friend Kim over here one day, and I said, it literally says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? So I think I walked around for like a week with any problems in my life going, well, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? I got God backing me up. And um, so I think I walked around acting like David for like a week, but um, there... Um, even David's brother was trying to get him to be quiet. He's like, oh, be quiet. He goes, what? I can't even speak. But then 1 Samuel 17, 38 through 40 says, so Saul clothed David with an armor, and he put on a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened the sword of his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested him. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I have not tested him. So David took them off, and then he took his staff in his hand. He chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, in a pouch which he had which he had, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew near the Philistine. Um, and so David had to go fight Goliath with what he knew, and he had to go the way he had to go. He couldn't dress in this other armor. He couldn't bring on something else, and we are to go. We are placed in places that other people can't reach. I can't reach people you all can reach. And you can't reach people I can't reach. Like my son, he's going for mechanical engineering. There's no way I'm going to be in his math class being able to reach the people that he's able to reach. I can't be in his science classes. My brain doesn't work that way. But I can tell you one story, I happened to be a Raider fan, and I was at a Raider game, and I, God, God highlighted this one guy, and I will say, we were in the club area. I was with my now ex-husband. He was my husband at the time, and we were sitting down to eat something before the game started, and there was a guy behind me, and I'm like, oh, God wants me to say something to him, and my husband at the time was like, no, no. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to. And he was with, I would say, a crowd that um, wasn't very welcoming, friendly, I would say. And so, and a bunch of them dispersed, and I was sitting there, and I went to go tap him on the shoulder, and then I saw these gold chains around his neck, and I thought, you can strangle me with those. And I turned back around, and I went to go tap him again, and I got, oh, and I'm like, got real nervous. And then I went to go tap him, and I finally just tapped him, and he turns around, and he goes, what? And I go, oh, 
If I ask you a question, do you promise not to punch me in the face? And he goes, I can't punch, I can't promise you that. I might punch you in the face. What's your question? And I go, okay. I go, well, um, and I'm cringing, like hide my face. And I go, well, um, I don't know. God highlighted you to me, and I just want to know if you need any prayer. His chair whipped around and was sitting next to me so fast. His arms were on the table, and he goes, who are you? And I go, my name is Sandra. I just, I just love Jesus. And he goes, he goes, yeah. And he starts pouring out his heart to me about his, his ex and his son. He couldn't see his son because the relationship between him and his ex was so horrible. And all he wanted to do was be a dad to his son. And he was asking for prayer for that relationship either to be okay or within reason that he could see his son. And I just sat there and I was praying for him. And as he went to go turn around and rejoin his friends, I was like, and you're on your way to heaven, right? Just making sure there. Because <laughs> I felt already a little. And he goes, no, I'm good. Thanks. And he goes, keep praying for me. And I've never seen the guy ever again, but it's those moments, you know, it's those moments. And the thing is, is I know who's backing me up. I can be as nervous as anything, but I know if it's God, I'm not going to get punched in the face. I, <laughs> I just have to ask sometimes because people scare me. Um, <laughs> and my final point is love them, don't condemn them. And, oh, I meant to ask how to say this word before I started today, but I think it's Philomian. Is that how you say that? I don't know. Philomian 1.6. How do you say it? Philemon, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Dyslexia. Um, okay, it says, one six says, and I pray that sharing your faith may become effective for the full knowledge of every good thing that is in us for the sake of Christ. Now, I'm going to tell you, when I first became a Christian, I was a little rough. I'm from New Jersey. I have three older brothers, and there was a toughness in me. And um, I really didn't have a whole lot of grace. I was, uh, and I also was walking very much in the world at the same time. And I heard recently, it was probably on Instagram or something, you don't go to show up to take a shower clean. You go up dirty and let the shower clean you, and that's how Christ is. You come to know Christ, and he'll clean your insides up, and that's pretty much what he did. That's exactly what he did for me. But my first few walks with him was, I was a rough, I was a little on the rough side. I was very worldly and very godly. I had no problem being at Raider Games having a few drinks or whatever and sitting there and telling people straight up, yeah, you don't know Jesus, you're going to hell. So what? Let's go. And it's like, make your choice right now. Let's go. <laughs> I'd be in the parking lot like, what's your problem? <laughs> you want to go to heaven? You want to go to hell? Make a choice. And that's how I was. I was really, really rough. There was no grace, no nothing. And so then all of a sudden, as my walk started going and I started opening my Bibles and started going to Bible studies and hanging out with, um, you know, going to women's Bible studies and going to retreats and stuff, God started working in me. 
and he started doing a lot of healing. And I spent a lot of time at the cross understanding that I'm loved and that I'm cared for. And I, that softness started happening. But more than that, I started receiving the grace, and he started cleaning up the inside of me. And then as life started going, I found out that life is still hard with Christ. It doesn't mean anything's easier. And when tough things came up, I was like, what is this? I know Jesus. And it's like, no, 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 no. The difference is what's going on inside you. These things are still going to happen. They're still going to come up in your life. How you respond and how you act and who you know, meaning God, is the difference. And that's when you start learning who God is because all of a sudden you see his hands in things. And that's where I started softening up. And now I can walk into people's lives and not be a bomb that's going off <laughs> I can, or a bulldozer. I can, I actually, there's one girl I work with and she, um, she recently found out, well, she recently came out of denial is what I say. And she was sitting there at work and she was crying and she couldn't stop crying. And I asked her what was going on and she came to the realization that she has an alcohol problem. She can't drink and she's caused a lot of problems with this. And I just sat there and I said, this is the most beautiful day you're ever going to have. You've walked out of denial and now you're in reality and you can't go back. And it's only going to get better from here. And I told her, I said, whatever your next steps are, I am there for you. If you want to go to an AA meeting and it's an open AA meeting, I'll go with you. I said, if your next steps is to drink, call me. I will be there. I will be on the other side of that phone. If your next steps is to take binge drink for a few days, call me. I'll be there for you. And she just said, she just said, thank you. And then a couple days later, I texted her. And I said, listen, I don't know where your walk is with God. I don't know if you believe in God. I don't know if you believe in Jesus. But I'm telling you right now, God has plans for you. He's not going to leave you there. You have so much going on in your life, and I could see it on you every time I see you. It's written all over you. There's so many good things coming your way. And she and I saw each other a few days after that, and she goes, Sandra, I actually started praying again. I actually, she goes, not out loud, but I was praying and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. And so now our conversations are about God and her different choices. There's somebody, and I understand the whole scaredness of, like, sending a text or sharing your faith or sharing the gospel. There's somebody in my life that is really a difficult situation. And God keeps giving me words for this person, and they're not a believer. I keep texting these words to this person. Just not that long ago, my friend Kim, I'm like, I'm like, what am I, 14? 
15, 13 years old. I'm like, I can't send this text. And she grabbed my phone and she had to send it for me. The response was immediate and acceptable and they received it. And I was just like, I was blown away because I thought for sure, oh, there goes my block, you know, and <laughs> they're going to block me. And so you don't know, you don't like, I know their heart's ready and I know there's going to be a time where it is time to share the gospel with this person. And I don't know if it's going to be me or somebody else. And even Pastor Aaron said, send somebody, send somebody. And that's my prayer for this person. It's like, they're ready. Just send somebody, anybody. And there, and one more story. And, and I hope that you hear above all things else, that it's not me, it's what God did in me. And that's why people see the light in me. It's because I sat with Jesus for so long and let him clean my insides up. And it's not me that is doing it. It's just God. People just say, look at that person. And I do. I see him differently. And I ask to see people in the lens of God. And it changes my mind about things and people. And one other story was somebody else I work with. I started also working the front desk at my work. And she walked up to me and she said, Sandra, I know that you're probably going through so much and nobody probably here even knows about it. But every time you're up here in the front desk, you are the light. You... I walk in, I always get a greeting, you're always happy, you're always saying something positive, and she goes, there's not very many people who are able to bring the light into the world. And she goes, but it is written on you every single day. And I was just like, whoa, I was really blown away because that's not how I view myself. I view myself, I know what's going on in my life. I know my struggles and I know what I'm dealing with with God. And I feel like a constant train wreck walking in. I feel like I'm a wreck. And that's not what God has going out into the world. He's like, nope, you're going to show grace. You're going to show love. You're going to show this because I got you. But I know that. I know who's backing me up. So I can show that, and I can just say, you know what? Not now. I'm going to work. Not now. And the thing is, is it's not like I'm not dealing with it. I am dealing with it. But I'm dealing it with, with God, and I'm not letting the enemy have reins on it and ruining my life and everybody's lives around me. And that's what I hope you guys hear I understand being afraid of sharing your faith. I understand sharing the gospel. I understand how fearful that is. I don't understand what classrooms you're in or what your school is like right now. But you guys need to understand we're it. We're the light. And you guys are the next generation coming up. God is using you. So when that person's in your class constantly every year, it's not by chance. Invite them. Invite them. And don't be afraid because you have God backing you up. So do not be afraid. There's nothing to fear when God's backing you up. They're not going to punch you in your face. I, I can guarantee that. <laughs> so I hope you hear that, and I hope that you guys walk out in your faith this season. And um, that's really 
all I have to share today. I guess I could share one more story since I have five minutes. You all have different giftings. I have a very different gift than my friend Kim here. And she has a very different gift than I do. She has a hospitality gift. I'm going to tell on her right now, and it's pretty darn funny. She has a hospitality gift. So she does hospitality, and then she comes sits with me for second service. Well, she has such hospitality that people will walk into church and need a place to sit. And I am one who likes my space. So I like a chair in between me and the person that I'm sitting with. And she doesn't have a problem sitting next to people. So we're very different people. So next thing I know, there's people coming in. She goes, okay, I'm going to move my stuff. I'm going to have to sit next to you. Oh, okay. Next thing I, and then, but I need my space to worship. So I move over a little bit, right? Next thing you know, I turn around and she's so hospitable. She gave my chair away and I have to sit on the floor. I'm not joking. It's happened more than once. And so, but I don't have that. I'm like, they can find another seat, you know, and I don't mean it mean. It's just, this is, I've been here. And, but there's times where I'll get a word for somebody and need to share it with somebody. And she doesn't have that gift. And she's like, you're going to say that? And I'm like, yeah, I have to, because otherwise I'm not going to sleep tonight. And it's, and it's just, I want you to know that God created you to be you. So you cannot go out in the world acting like anybody else with anybody else's giftings. And your gift is so important because we need all the gifts to get the body of Christ moving. So I just want you guys, I hope you guys hear God's heart in that. And don't be afraid and pray for a boldness to share your faith because somebody needs it, especially in this world today. I hope you guys all heard God's heart for that. I'm going to pray, and then we will get back into worship. So, Father God, thank you that you designed each of us in the way you designed us. Thank you that you took the time to knit us together in our mother's womb, that um, you, we have you backing us up when we go out into the world. I ask that you put a boldness in us and that you walk before us this week. I ask that you highlight people in our lives this week and show us who you want us to invite to church or share your, the gospel with you and bring them to you, Jesus. And I just ask that you um, go before us and with us and behind us this week and protect us, Father God. We love you so much, and we thank you for this day. In Jesus' name. Hope you guys got a ton out of that message. I know I did. If you want to connect with us here at The Rock Youth, follow us on Instagram at The Rock Church YTH. Subscribe to us on YouTube or Spotify by searching The Rock YTH or text The Rock Youth MS or The Rock Youth HS to 33222 for texting updates on everything going on at The Rock Youth. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast feed. See you next time.